Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. Or if you're joining us today for the first time, my name is Jennifer and I'm one of your hosts on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. If you're in a role at a private practice where you're expected to manage everything from marketing to community outreach to seeing patients to even managing accounts receivables, then today's episode is definitely going to resonate with you. Today's interview is with a young man named Kyle. And Kyle is a jack of all trades at a small private orthopedic practice in southern New Jersey. Now you'll hear directly from Kyle, but one thing that's going to come across is that Kyle wears a lot of hats, and it's that it's in his spare time that he also tries to work on marketing for the practice. Now like most of our listeners, Kyle's biggest challenge is finding time to get things done. And then it's like when he finds the time, his biggest challenge becomes finding money to actually do something. So despite the lack of time and money, somehow Kyle makes it all work. So I hope you enjoy today's interview and that you learn a few things from Kyle that will translate into fresh marketing ideas for your practice. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to Corey for today's interview with Kyle. All right. Thanks, Jen. And thank you, Kyle, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. No problem. No problem. So uh, first, let's just talk a little bit about your practice and kind of what your role there is. Sure. Uh, our practice is a, is a private practice, um, orthopedics. We have three surgeons, one non-operative um, sports medicine specialist who specializes in concussions. Um, we see, on average, um, roughly, if there's two physicians in the office, we see probably 80 patients a day between the two physicians on average. Um, and that's kind of our practice. It's a smaller, smaller private practice. Um, in in uh, southern New Jersey, and you guys have two offices, correct? How long have you had uh, more than one location? Uh, so we've had both locations together. We've had them since 2009. Our Molkill office opened in 2009, um, and our our main office in Woodbury uh, was around in the I want to say late 60s. So they've been together. They've been uh, only you know, a few years, but overall we've been treating the area for you know, well over 40 years. Okay. And so a lot of our listeners, they um, they kind of wear a lot of hats at the practice, and marketing is typically one of those hats. I'm assuming that you are very much the same way, correct? Yeah, we. I am. Uh, uh, my main role is to work with the physicians, rooming patients, taking uh, detailed histories, drawing up injections, casting, bracing, um, you know, working on DME, uh, we have a separate billing company, but I, I do a lot of DME authorizations, making sure everything's being paid for through, you know, the the, the durable medical equipment, uh, the DME stuff. Um, and then, you know, if I have time, and you know, it's me and one physician, you know, I'll see patients with that physician. You know, I'll, I'll get an idea of what's going on, taking a complete eval, and kind of update the physician on what's going on. And then when I have you know, some spare time, I, I do work on the marketing aspect for our our, our company and. Uh, 
you know, I try to do that, you know, a couple times a week if I have the availability and opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's the hardest thing, though, right? Is finding the time. Yeah, that that is probably one of the bigger issues that we have is finding the time. Um, you know, I, I might get a Tuesday a week that I can actually go out and, and market the company by, you know, visiting, you know, a, a local urgent care or, or uh, um, you know, you know, those quick emergency room type places like Med sure. Express, urgent care, those types of things. Um, visiting them or even our, our, our local um, primary care physicians that, you know, may refer a lot of people to us. I get out and make sure they're not having issues getting people in to see us. You know, we're getting people in in a timely fashion, you know, and, you know, that patients are reporting back to them that, you know, they saw us and, you know, had a good experience with us. And that's one of the main things I do is just I try to get out to, to see those primary care physicians and make sure everything is going well on their end for us. So you're – your time is kind of split between you're actually you know seeing patients on the medical side, you're doing some of the admin stuff, and then you're uh, not only doing the marketing kind of internally, but you're also doing the referral visits and things like that. I'm going out like not not too much. I'm trying I'm trying to work the referrals, trying to get referrals to come in. Yeah, I mean, okay. One of the one of our one of our big referral sources are schools, athletic trainers. So you know, I, I try to to get out to them and say, hey, you know. We try to get people in the next day, and that's one of our big things is, you know, if we have, which we, we try to have availability, especially for, you know, sports injuries, you know, that, you know, need to be seen pretty relatively quickly, especially concussions, I try to get out and get, you know, let let people know, even primary care physicians who, who these days in, in New Jersey don't really want to deal with um, the concussion aspects of high school sports, so try to let them know, hey, we're here, if you need us, we send you know, send what you, you know, we can see them that day or the next day if we need to. Um, so, yeah, pretty much trying to work on the referral end of getting, you know, patients to come in from any any aspect avenue we can we can find that would benefit the community. Okay. So long story short, you are a busy, busy man, basically, is what I get out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very busy. Try to Try to keep up with it all. So what would you say is one of the, the biggest challenges for your office? You're a little bit smaller, obviously. Would would you say it's, I mean, outside of time, what's one of the other things that you're always kind of struggling with? Uh, as far as the marketing aspect, is probably money. There's not a whole lot of um, revenue to devote to just marketing. So, you know, you, know, you can't sponsor the, you know, you know, the local marathon or the local, you know, 5K that they're, you know, looking for uh, a higher dollar amount to be a sponsor of. So we look at doing things like sponsoring, you know, other smaller community type based things for whether it's sponsoring a little league team or sponsoring a, um, a, uh, a high school event or, you know, a local high school needs some help doing a new scoreboard or, or something, we look into doing those avenues. Um, it, it gets our name out in the community, and, uh, you know, it's not as pricey as some of the other things where it's a big time. Like, you know, the, just recently there was the, you know, the, the Broad Street Run, which is in Philadelphia, which is a 10-mile run, which is a big event in the area. And, you know, that's something like that to sponsor is, you know, pricey that we wouldn't be able to get into. But other things like you said, community organization stuff, we can we can kind of delve into. And that's how we kind of combat, like, the the money aspect is it's a little little easier for us to handle. Yeah, so you're more focused on some of the, the grassroots efforts and the smaller efforts. And 
So do you yeah. find do you find that when you're doing those things that there's a pretty big return? I, I noticed that you mentioned a couple of um, uh, sporting opportunities specifically. So do you do you kind of um, trend towards the the sports to sponsor things because you you can kind of build that relationship there? Is that is that what you're thinking is behind that? Uh, yeah, the thinking. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, I know. Um, when the practice first started, the Woodbury practice back in like the, the 60s, 70s, that's kind of where they were at. And I think they got a little away from that. Now they're trying to get back into that. And uh, there's, you know, a big avenue through there because a lot of the, the sports that you're seeing are high school age kids. So when we see those and they have a a, a good visit with us and everything, you know, they're, they're comfortable seeing us and, you know, they came to see us and, you know, the next thing you know, it's, you know, mom has a problem, dad has a problem, my cousin has a problem, my grandmother has a problem. And then that becomes a huge referral source from from that aspect. Yeah, you're almost uh, building a patient for life, too. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, we see a lot of families that come in through that avenue. And you guys, um, I mean, do you do anything, you know, specifically to, to reach out to these families through the year and, and aside from just the events, you know, is there some other avenues maybe where you try and uh, make contact with, with some of these folks? Uh, not, not specifically making contact with the, the actual patient, but, uh, or, or the, 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 you know, the patient that we see, but going to the high school and speaking with the athletic trainer. So at the high school, you have the athletic trainer who is their first line of medical care at that, you know, high school sport or, middle school sport and, you know, talking with them and letting them know that we're here, that that's how we are, are seeing most of those high school age, you know, sporting activities through that athletic trainer where the athletic trainer is comfortable with, you know, seeing what we've done for their athletes and, and having that line of communication because that was always the one big thing that there was an issue. And, and that's my background as athletic training, working at the high schools. You know, I, I had a lot of physicians that would see my athletes but never give me an update on what's going on. Like, you know, we saw Johnny and he's got this. It was always, we saw him, we saw him today and there's no, yeah, no, no follow-up or anything. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and as an athletic trainer, you need to know that. So that's how we kind of reach out to these schools is, hey, you know, we have two athletic trainers in our practice that will communicate with you whenever you send a patient to us, you know, bearing that they, they've shared that information that you've sent them or, you know, anything like that. And we always, you know, ask the patient if, you know, if it's okay if we contact the athletic trainer and let them know, hey, we saw, you know, so-and-so today. This is what's going on. This is their, you know, the return of play. This is their prognosis. This is what we want to do. And the athletic trainers, you know, need that because that's how they operate with what they do um and you know once once they they're sent that's how we kind of keep that going with you know the patients and and so on and so forth so you guys make a, a special point to uh, reach out to the athletic trainers and make sure that that they're taken care of and, and they're in the loop with the patient care absolutely i mean that's one of the things that you know um, and I think it's one of our bigger referral sources, to be honest, is, is the high school athletic trainers in the area um, to do that. So if we can keep them in the loop, you know, it makes them makes their job easier, and you know, they're more they're more appreciative of of, of that fact. Okay, no, that makes perfect sense. So going off the athletic trainer, I want to I want to talk about that for just a minute. So if if there's a practice out there that's um, listening, and they want to establish this relationship with a school in their area. Can you offer a couple of tips for things that they should do uh, to kind of get that relationship in motion? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the biggest thing would be availability. Is you you have to make availability. I mean, you have an athletic trainer that you're you're trying to, you know, trying to get them to reform maybe more patients to you. Um, it's just opening the door, saying, hey, you know, we're here, and just constantly, we're here if you need us. I know our physicians here at the practice. They've given out personal cell phones that, hey, contact if you're at Friday night football game and you have somebody that you have a question about, you, you're not sure what to do with, and, you know, that that, that physician's comfortable with that athletic trainer, they they open that avenue and say, hey, just buzz me and, and let me know what you're what you're thinking, you know, or what what's going on, and I can kind of advise what what you think. And I, I mean, the physicians here are comfortable with some of the athletic trainers in doing that, so that's the only thing that they would have to be just, you know, comfortable with that athletic trainer. Um, but I, I think you know availability is probably the biggest thing, and the next is communication. You know, if you're if you're getting if you're getting um, you know athletic trainers sending you people, you you gotta you gotta be communicative with them back, not just you know we saw so and so today. Here's a note for them to get out of school, or here's a note why they weren't in school today. It's got to be more of this is their diagnosis, this is what we're gonna do. Any questions, call that kind of thing. Uh, I think that really helps. Uh, generate athletic trainers sending people to you. Um, I think it's beneficial. And then uh, uh, and then, I've, I've heard athletic trainers in our area um, don't really send people to physicians that dismiss the athletic trainer's concern. Uh, you know, I, I, I've heard stories of, a, you know, a physician calling an athletic trainer and basically berating them on why they did this or that. You know, it's, it's always good to keep that open communication and, and discuss why something is not, you know, I'm a physician. This is what I said. This is what I said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a lesson for some physicians that they need to learn because I hear that all the time too. <laughs> yeah. So, if um, if someone wants to kind of initiate this relationship or strengthen it, you think a face-to-face visit is in order, or should they kind of sponsor an event first, or does it depend on the the school and the athletic trainer? What's What are your thoughts there? Uh. I think a face-to-face should be done, uh, but it's going to depend, I believe, on on school, um, on the school and, and the athletic trainer. Uh, I kind of get a because I, I am an athletic trainer. I have a kind of a, a coming into this into this practice. I knew most of the athletic trainers, um, so you know what I try to do is when we have a new physician come on board, um, you know, get out and meet the athletic trainers. I think a face-to-face is pretty important because then they can, you know, they get a comfort for. Who who that who that physician is that they're referring to? I, I think that's one of the more important things. That way, you know, you're not just blindly sending it to you know a, a physician's practice because there's some practices that have excellent physicians that work in there, and then there's other practices that are more <laughs> geared toward you know geriatric type issues and not so so much sports sports related injuries. Yeah, that that makes perfect perfect sense. Um, so, and I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this this kind of um, you know, this communication and and reaching out to to the athletic trainers, things like that. I would imagine that can apply to other areas of the community as well. And you guys have had success with that, just you know, outside of, of sports, but kind of developing relationships with with different community partners. Is that is that right? Yeah, I mean, uh, we you know we try to get out to local communities. We went to the YMCA, had a Healthy Kids Day, and just getting out and and uh, you know sponsoring that for the local YMCA and just dealing you know getting out and meeting potential patients and and people just to kind of let them know you know what we do and the, the, the things that we can provide for them um, in in the area. Uh, we also have done you know. Um, 
like a it's a township day in the local township, you know, where they have a, a bunch of different people come out and sponsor and set up tents and kind of just, you know, get out and meet, you know, people in the community and, and help sponsor that, you know, where they had, you know, rides and games and sure. fireworks and stuff like that. Did you bring physicians out to those events or was it just uh, some admin staff from the office? Uh, for for those two events, it was just admins in the office. Um, but we have we do cover a a local um, almost like a, a a run where there's obstacles. It's called the Goliathon. We get out and we actually have a physician who we actually provide medical coverage. You know, volunteer medical coverage for for that event where they have an upwards of like five six hundred people that that run this event uh, two times a year, and we get out and do that. So that's the, that's really the only time we have, have had a physician come out um, to, for a community event is to provide you know medical coverage. But most of the stuff that we get out and, and are meeting people, it's um, it's just you know local you know just admin stuff. Okay, and I think that's an important point to make though is that you know some people they they just kind of shun all of those events altogether because they're like oh the doctors are never going to come. But I I think it's important to say that you don't need the doctors there. I mean, yeah, sure, it would be great to have them, uh, and it's a bonus if they're there and, and if their presence is there, but if not, it totally makes sense to go out there and go after these relationships regardless. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I always like being part of the community, and I think that's, you know, when you're a smaller practice, you have to be community-oriented community, community oriented and, and just get involved with the community. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, I think once you build those relationships and you kind of put that face on the office, you know, because they obviously when a patient goes to the, the practice, they, the doctor is the only person that they see. So if they're seeing other people from the office, it still helps to kind of generate that that uh, community feeling and that that sense of belonging there. And I think that's that's important and can't be you know overstated. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, last question for you. Um, aside from some of the events and things like that, could you share an example of something that you've done to market your practice that has has really worked? Yeah, I, the, the the biggest thing, and I think we've maybe touched on that a little bit to market the practice again is is getting out to. Um, the schools. I, I think that was the biggest thing that that we've done, and I've seen our practice grow since we've done that. So we had a you know, we had a physician in who was a uh, sports medicine you know non non operative physician who who was here. He he left and went on to another opportunity, and um, we when we got a you know hired a new physician who same role non operative, um, you know to, to kind of get him out there. Is, I went to the schools, and and that's kind of where everything kind of just bloomed and blossomed is, is that you know we got them into the schools pushed them on the schools the athletic trainers this is what we can do this is what we're we're doing for you and I, I think a big part of that was you know in in in, in the world today concussion is a huge thing and he's a concussion specialist so I, I think that went above and beyond where people are like we don't want to deal with this we don't want to do this we're going to send them here send them here send them here um, and I think I think that's the biggest biggest marketing thing that we we've done is actually just you get out and you, you pound the pavement and you you go to the the primary cares you go to the athletic trainers you go to like the urgent cares and and and, and things like that and I think that was one of our biggest marketing things that that seemed to work um, and maybe the second biggest is just marketing to your your patient population that you already currently have um, whether it's maybe t-shirts for you know for whatever, or even just like we we gave out um, 
calendars, magnetic calendars for the year, you know, to the patients in the beginning of the year, um, and just marketing those people and those people that are coming, you're giving them something are grateful and, and you know, it, it can help their experience. Oh, yeah, and, and like you said, I mean, the, the best patient is the one you've already got. You know, they are that number one referral source. If they're happy, then they're going to tell everybody about it. Exactly, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I've seen is, you know, if you if you if you market to the patients that you have, it increases you know patient patient population. For sure, for sure. All right, well that about wraps it up for today. So Kyle, again, I want to say thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me. Well, thanks a lot, Corey and Kyle. It's always a pleasure when you give us a couple minutes of your time. We know that you are a jack of all trades and you wear many hats, so giving up a few minutes is not an easy task. I think that if we take one thing from the conversation today with Kyle, I think if there's only one thing that we pay attention to, it's that grassroots marketing has um, is alive and well. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think um, what Kyle really harped on and what makes a lot of sense is the importance of building and maintaining these relationships with, with schools and with local organizations because um, it, it will pay back the practice over and over time and time again. Yeah, especially when a practice doesn't have a lot of money, like the one, um, a lot of money for marketing, like the one that Kyle um, is employed with. You know, they, instead of spending their dollars on big sponsorships, they spend their dollars on providing athletic trainers or um, maybe individuals that are going to go out and create those relationships in the community. One thing Kyle mentioned that um, I've, I've used before with other practices is his participation in the um, National Program of Healthy Kids Day which is a program put on nationally by the YMCA. And so if you are in a practice where it makes sense to get active in your community from a grassroots level and get in, um, kind of get out there from a health standpoint with the community, especially with young people, um, Healthy Kids Day is usually a free event at your local YMCA that you are invited to participate in every year. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask. Yeah, and the great thing about these Healthy Kids Days, um, particularly if it's, if it's at a YMCA, is that the audience is built in. There's foot traffic that is guaranteed to already be there. Plus they do their own promotion and you're just kind of, you know, tacked onto that. So it doesn't really cost you anything extra other than maybe if you decide to, to sponsor or something like that. But, you know, they worry about getting the people there and all you have to do is show up with your material and you don't even have to show up with a doctor. No, not at all. And another thing that Kyle mentioned was that, all right, so they get involved in a local, let's say the local soccer team and it's a girls' soccer team for 12 and under. Well, maybe you know the little girl doesn't suffer. No, none of the little girls suffer an injury. But mom has her knee go out while she's cheering on, on the sidelines. Cheering right? on the <laughs> sidelines, and then grandma's hip goes out, and then dad, you know, trips and breaks his his elbow, and the list goes on and on. And so he was saying that if you really want to build from a grassroots perspective, a referral base. Um, of potential patients, you know, getting involved in kids' sports is a great way to do it. Yeah, and then on top of that, um, depending on your participation level, not only do you get a, a big banner that's out there at all the games, and you can get your logo on the jerseys that the kids and the parents are going to keep forever, and, you know, it's just, it's, it, there's tons of photos being taken all the time, and, and, you know, there's a lot of little benefits that kind of go along with that. Yeah, youth sports are an easy way um, 
to get some effective marketing on the cheap. And um, another area that you can focus on with youth sports are youth sports injuries if it pertains to your practice because there is a ton of literature and content out there that focuses on youth sport injuries that especially for an orthopedic practice you can then use for your online content and your social because really it's all about educating people on what's out there and what to pay attention to and then God forbid they need an orthopedic specialist then they, they come to you because you're top of mind. Yeah, I think um, another way to look at grassroots marketing is you're just kind of building up that goodwill in the community, and that's that can't be overstated, and you can't really put a price on that either. No, we can't, but we could go on for hours talking about orthopedics because Corey and I do work with a lot of orthopedic practices, but um, I think that's probably about it for today, so I want to say... Thank you, thank you, thank you to all the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast listeners out there. And Kyle, thank you again for your time. And Corey, thanks for that great interview. No problem. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.